Hey, it's Jason Zook, and you're listening to the 360 Entrepreneur with Jan Ilunga. Let's do this. This is episode 29, and today we talk about grow your business with creativity and out-of-the-box thinking. Here we go. Welcome to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs and small business owners who dream big and want to do bigger. Join some of the world's top entrepreneurs, internet marketers, and best-selling authors as they share their inspiring stories, their struggles, and give actionable tips that will help you build, grow, and promote your online business. Here's your host, Yanni Lunga. Hey everybody, what is up? Yanni Lunga here with the 29th episode of the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. I hope your day is going well and thank you for being here. I have to warn you, you're going to L-O-V-E. You're gonna love today's episode. Today we are joined by one of my favorite entrepreneurs and creative people. We connected online about a month ago, over a month ago, and since then I've become not only a huge fan, but I'm really looking at him for inspiration because he does so many incredible things. Today we talk about how you can use creativity and out-of-the-box thinking to grow your business. So, If you're starting out or if you've been in business for some time, you're going to get some great tips that are really going to help you grow your business using some kind of unconventional things in a way. You're going to be thinking about your business a little bit differently after you listen to this episode. And before we dive into today's content, let's take a second to check out today's sponsor. When talking about web hosting, there is no doubt. Bluehost is the number one web hosting service. For just $3.95 a month, you get a limited web hosting, a limited domain hosting, which means that you can host as many websites as you want with just a single Bluehost account, and you get 24-7 top-notch support, and you can install your WordPress sites automatically with just a couple of clicks. Go to 36entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost to sign up, and when you do, you get a $50 Facebook credit and $100 worth of Google AdWords. That's at 36entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost. Okay, perfect. We are back. So today we are joined by entrepreneur, author, speaker, and creative marketer Jason Zook of jasondoesstuff.com. And during our interview, I mentioned his book, Creativity for Sale. And I can tell you right off the bat that it's one of the best book I've read over the last couple of years. Regardless of what you want to do, if you want to start a business, if you want to take your business in a different direction or you want to grow your business, What Jason does and his book are definitely going to give you inspiration and tips on how to use out-of-the-box thinking to grow and promote your business. you find the show notes with the links to everything, and I mean everything Jason and I talk about in this episode at 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 29. Let's hear it. Here is Grow Your Business with Creativity and Out-of-the-Box Thinking with Jason Zook. Hey everybody, I'm super pumped about this episode of the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. And this is an episode that is not for conventional people. But if you are someone who takes action and who wants to grow 
your business, then you're at the right place. And today we are joined by unconventional marketer, entrepreneur, and author of the book Creativity for Sale, How I Made a Million Dollar Wearing T-Shirts and How You Can Turn Your your Passion into Profit Too. And he's also the host of the Invisible Office Hours podcast along with Paul Jarvis and is a blogger and his articles are often featured on websites like Inc, Entrepreneur and The Next Web. It's with great pleasure that I welcome on the show Jason Zook. Hey Jason, how's it going? Great to be here, Jan. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. And Jason, you know, I really recently found out about you and the great things you do. I I saw your book through uh, Back Books. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm. I saw I saw your book there and, you know, I saw the title. I was like, okay, this looks very, very interesting. I went on Amazon. I read the, the description. You know what was the, the next thing? Your book was there on my Kindle. And I started <laughs> to read it actually, like really right away. And I, and I was blown away, not only from the, you know, because of the advice, the business advice that you share, but really I was interested by your way of being, your way of running your, your business in a really creative and unconventional way. So can you tell all of us a little bit more about your journey and, and your business? Yeah. So in uh, 2008, I had this crazy idea during the recession that, uh, you know, I would say mostly the U.S. was going through, but I think, you know, kind of that gets affected by the world as well. Um, everybody was cutting back budgets and not wanting to spend money. And, and I had this idea that I wanted to get paid to wear T-shirts for a living, um, which, you know, not really the best timing, I think, to come <laughs> up with a crazy idea. But I think that's also just proof that it doesn't matter when you come up with an idea. You know, if it's good enough and, and you can execute on it because, you know, everybody has ideas. It's all about the execution. Execution, um, you know, it was one of those things where I just I believed in this this thing I wanted to do this Irie or shirt business, and you know it was not an easy road to get it started. Uh, I did it for five years and wore shirts for over sixteen hundred brands. Uh, some of them are you know in the top five hundred richest companies in the world, and a lot of them were just small businesses, just small business owners um, who again around the world. I mean, I wore shirts for companies in Italy, in Japan, in um, Thailand, in uh, I think even in Norway, I had a company that I wore a shirt for. And, you know, those those types of companies were the ones that really supported me putting on a shirt every day, promoting these companies via social media channels like Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. And, and this was 2008. So this was, you know, really early um, in the explosion of, of social media. So, yeah, I kind of grabbed um, a moment in time where I wanted to humanize advertising and I wanted to do it in a really unique way. And, you know, I was just a normal guy, you know, like no, no nothing special about me. I wasn't a celebrity or, you know, some professional athlete. I was just a guy that, you know, didn't care what shirt he wore and <laughs> thought it would be fun to talk about a different company every day and, and try and share their story with people who might be interested in, you know, unique and interesting companies. So yeah, that was, that was really how I got the start with I your shirt. And you know, that I actually retired from in 2013, which is a weird thing to say. Um, but yeah, it created a, a lot of content on the internet, learned a lot about owning my own business. You know, definitely had some mistakes and failures along the way, um, but really have been able to apply all that into everything that I'm currently working on and, and will probably ever work on. Love it. And guys, obviously you, you can learn much more about Jason's story in the book, Creativity for Sale. I actually checked the price before this call on Amazon. It was 9 dollars and something so anyways less than 10 bucks and you can get some really 
eye-opening tips from Jason because I have to tell you, when I was reading your book, you know, the wheels inside my head really started to roll really fast and I started to get plenty of great ideas that I can implement in my business. And I want to touch on something that, that you talk in the book and because I think it's very critical for all the people who are listening to you and I. And you talk about really how to find your niche and how to turn talent into money. So can you tell us more about how we can find our niche, number one, and number two, how we can really turn a talent of ours into into money. Yeah, I think there's a really important um, even thing to do before you do that is to just make the realization that whatever you choose to work on, and, and I think that the words that get overglorified these days are passion and purpose, mm-hmm. is that that's not forever. You know, I mean, I think that there's a big, there's this big thing where you have to find this one thing that you're going to work on for the rest of your life. And to me, that's scary. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be locked into one thing forever. I, I have business ADD, like I think a lot of people <laughs> do, and I get really excited about different things. And I just want to experiment. I want to try stuff. And I think that as, as children, we were totally okay with doing that. And then the older we get, you know, the, the less we are able to really do that and the more kind of frowned upon it is. So yeah, it's just a little bit of a caveat. You know, I think when people are, are trying to figure out, Hey, what's my thing, you know, what do I want to be working on? You know, what do I want to be doing? I think a, a really simple way to do that is just to make a list, you know, write mm-hmm. down five to 10 things that you like doing and, and really focus those around things where you could see working. I mean, we all love eating baked goods, <laughs> but, you know, you may not want to be a baker. You may not want to be a chef or anything like that. But, you know, really write down like, hey, I, I don't mind teaching people things. Hey, I don't mind writing. Hey, I like, uh, you know, painting. You know, write down the things that you enjoy doing. Um, and then, you know, uh, as another thing that you can write down is, do you have people that ask you about those things? You know, because mm-hmm. if you're if you're putting that type of work out into the world and people are asking you, there can be opportunities that are staring you right in the face. And I know that a lot of people, you know, they may not have any semblance of an idea. So they're like, well, of course, no one's asking me about it. But what you can start doing is you can just start putting that out into the world. You know, Mm -hmm. you can just start creating stuff that's really small around a topic that you enjoy and then see where people come to you about it. You know, start a blog. It's it's so easy to get something up and running these days. Start tweeting about it. You know, start getting into conversations where people are in this niche or or in this thing that you want to be involved in. And then just see where it progresses from there. You know, I think there's a lot of pressure on you kind of have to come up with your idea you have to build a business for it and then you have to you know stick with that and just weather the storm for years yeah. and that you know, that's not how things work especially in the digital age we live in there's so much iteration that you can do there's so much trial and error you can do that that doesn't you know if you have a failure or a mistake here or there that's totally okay especially getting started no one's going to measure you by the times you mess up i mean we all the successful entrepreneurs that we can all think of no one thinks of all the times they failed mm-hmm. because those things get forgotten when they start to have success. So, yeah, I just I really I encourage people to, you know, try some stuff, to have some fun, to, you know, really experiment and, and see what sticks. And, you know, a lot of times that's just a side hustle. Jan. Yeah. You know, that's that's doing it while you have a job that pays your bills so that you don't have to be scared about your next paycheck. And you're just spending a couple hours a day, you know, kind of playing around and having fun with this stuff. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Jason. And, and guys, I want to point you to Jason's newsletter. If you go to jasondoesstuff.com or simply go to the show note page of this episode where you find the links to everything Jason and I talk about. Either way, make sure to sign up to his newsletter because it's a newsletter that really gives you 
practical advice. It's really for action takers. In fact, it's called the Action Army Weekly Newsletter. So you're gonna get more tips from Jason. And and you talked about the side hustle. And and I know that you recently written a post about time management. So I think it's a, it's perfect to bring that up because obviously when we are building a business, whether it's a it's a side hustle or it's a full time thing. It's important to manage our our time in the best way possible. So what time management tips you have for us, Jason? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, again, you know, we live in a very interesting time right now where, you know, we're a lot of us are on our computers all day or we're on our phones all day. And there's so many little distractions that come up. There's so many notifications that take us away mm-hmm. from actually creating and doing work. And yeah, I have this other post coming up and it's, it's about turning off consumption mode, because I think that if you stay in the mode of consuming things, you know, you deny the world the gifts that you can create. And so you really have to take some time out in your day to say, okay, I'm going to look at the schedule of my day. And, you know, you don't have to be extremely regimented, but, you know, maybe the first hour of your day is not spent checking email and checking all your notifications, but it's spent on yourself. You know, it's spent, if you want to do meditation, do that. If you want to go into the garage and paint, do that. If you want to read a book, um, do that. If you want to make tea or coffee and you want to really enjoy the experience, you know, and again, it doesn't even have to be an hour. It can be five minutes. You know, I think yeah. morning rituals are really important and that a lot of us start our day on just a negative tone because, you know, you, as my girlfriend said, you know, you start reactive instead of proactive and you're, <laughs> you're constantly reacting to all these other things that people want from you and you're not doing anything for yourself. So, you know, I think just that's a great place to start. And then, you know, as it goes throughout your day, I, you know, Google Calendar for me is, is, basically what dictates my entire day. And and I get really granular with it. You know, I'll, I'll set up 30 minutes at a time where I'll say, this is my time to check email and I'll block it off mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll close down every other application and I'll just be in email mode so that I can just do that. And I can focus on that. And, you know, we all, all think we're really good at multitasking, but unfortunately we're all really bad at it. And, you know, so you really have to set up time to get these things done. So, you know, for me, time management just becomes a constant game of, okay, I want to check Twitter for a couple minutes, but I got to close it. And then I got to move on to my next thing. And I have an hour blocked off of time to be writing, you know, let's Mm -hmm. close all the other programs, except for a program I like called letter space. That's free on a Mac and let's do some writing. And, you know, it it may be difficult. I may be feeling my attention pulled in different directions, but you really Mm -hmm. have to just get into whatever the thing is that you're working on, be focused on it. Um, and, and those are the things that really work for me. And, and I think for business owners too, you know, time is money and you have to realize yeah. that the more time you spend consuming things on the internet and, you know, getting distracted with email and constantly having your attention pulled in different directions, you're losing money because mm-hmm. you, you could be spending that time creating or doing customer service or building something new. Um, and, and that's really can pay off in the long run if you just, you know, basically set a schedule for yourself and, and that'll evolve and you'll find what really works for you. But um, that's been really helpful for me. Yeah, and Jason, I have to say that I also use a similar strategy that I really try to uh, plan some, you know, time blocks where where when it's about uh, writing, for example, it's writing and nothing else. When it's about uh, brainstorming, for example, it's brainstorming and nothing else. And that's something, guys, that that you should really think about. And if you have a a morning routine or a or a productivity tip that you that you think has worked very well with you and you would like to share it with us, make sure to let Jason and I know he's on Twitter at I wear your shirt. Make sure to let us know. I'd love to hear from you. I'm sure that Jason is also curious. Am I, am I correct? 
Yeah, absolutely. I uh, yeah, I wrote a post on Medium that that took off and did really well about morning rituals. And uh, you know, people share that post a lot, but people don't often share what their rituals are. So I'm always replying to people and asking like, "What's your ritual?" And you tend to find that a lot of people are kind of ashamed by their rituals because mm-hmm. they don't and they don't invest in them and they don't do it. But I've seen a couple of people actually change what they've done and they've sent me emails or, or more tweets and they're like, "Jason, I've I you know five minutes for myself every morning where I just you know I, I read comic books or I do something else and and it's really." I've noticed it's made me happier and, and, you know, had more fun with my business. So yeah, I, I really appreciate hearing from people about that stuff. Awesome. And guys, as I said earlier, again, you find the show notes with the links to everything, including Jason's po- post about morning rituals in the show notes. And Jason, after I found out about your book, I started to consume it. I started to, I subscribed to your newsletter. I came across your course, One Week to Profit. And obviously, I was really intrigued by, by it. And by the time this episode is online, the, the month is going to be over. But the first thing that really caught my attention, it was your pricing strategy. Because I remember when I landed on the page, I read what the course was about. I saw that it was sold out and I was like, oh, shoot. And then <laughs> I saw the pricing and availability system, how it worked. And you know what the best thing is, is that being here in this time zone, uh, when I think it's so that it was at 5 p.m. my time that the kind of the new day started. So mm. <laughs> the day afterward, I was just there, 5 p.m. <laughs> ready. I purchased the course and it's, it's actually a great course. It's a, it's an email course. Yeah. Email based course, which makes it very, very easy to access and consume. And I wanted to, to ask you to talk about something you you really discuss in the course and is that the power of reinvention you really talk about reinvention repackaging really thinking about maybe the products you guys may already have and creative way of of you know selling those and putting those and bringing those back to the market yeah, you know, I, I think it's really interesting, Jan, that we as entrepreneurs and business owners, you know, we kind of create a product or a service that we imagine people will buy. And then we kind of limit ourselves and we say that mm-hmm. this is the only way that it can be done because this is maybe the only way I've thought about it or this is the only way that it's been purchased before. And and my entire goal with the One Week to Profit course is just to get people to open their eyes because my eyes have been open. I mean, I've worked, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've had this, like one example is I have this sponsorship course that I created in 2000. Uh, 14. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I really thought, okay, I see a lot of people selling courses through webinars. Like, you know, I'm only going to be able to sell this thing through webinars. So I did all the webinar stuff and, and I sold it and it did pretty well. And, you know, then I had this, this idea with my friend Paul to do this little bundle and we were going to package up a couple of our courses and we were going to kind of sell it as a, as this little group of stuff. And it did really well. It actually, the bundle made us more money than I made f- over six months of doing webinars Whoa. in just the, the time that we did the bundle. So I was like, okay, the, you know, there's <laughs> something to this. And, you know, the more that I think about, you know, just kind of repackaging and reusing um, these things in different ways, you know, there's so many deal sites out there and, you know, I'm, I'm running a deal, I think, at the end of this month um, with a site where they're they're deeply discounting the price of the course, and I've never sold it for that low of a course. But I'm thinking to myself, well, what's more important, to get this course into the hands of people who can benefit from it, and then I can benefit by making some additional revenue, or for it to just to sit at its standard price that I arbitrarily picked because of mm-hmm. other people, and it doesn't sell? And so, yeah, I'm, I'm just a big fan of experimenting. And the, the One Week to Profit course itself is an experiment. 
as you mentioned, you know, the way that it was sold in April was on based on the, the day that you saw it, that's how many courses were available. So if you saw it on the 5th of April, there were only five available. If you saw it on the 10th of April, there were only 10 available. And, and it's just been a really interesting thing. I, I hadn't seen anything really sold like that before. And so I wanted to try it. And some days it sells out completely. You know, I think the first 12 days it sold out every single day. And now that we're getting into like the middle of the month as we're recording this, you know, it's there's like one or two that are left each day, mm -hmm. which I'm okay with because again, what does it matter? You know, it's a completely arbitrary experiment that I'm doing. Um, you know, I've made, you know, well over the amount of money that it cost me to make the course mm -hmm. in my time and in a developer's time. So I'm really happy with that. And, you know, I get to hear from people like you who, who, you know, found the fun of the, you know, it's selling out and got excited about it and then purchased it. And, you know, it was $33 in April. It's going to be $99 after that. And I think it's a, it's an incredible value. Um, you know, spoiler at the end of the course, you get a, a digital book that has the entire course in it. So if you don't like consuming things via email, which I totally understand people don't, um, there's a digital book with all of the course content. So uh, people can get that. And, and yeah, just I'm really enjoying the feedback from people on it. You know, I know I'm going to change a little bit of the content here and there because mm -hmm. a lot of people have asked, you know, a couple questions. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just fun. It's just something I wanted to try with a new pricing structure. And, and I think pricing can be a great marketing tool. Um, but yeah, I, I really like doing things just you know, on whims and, and just seeing where they take me. Yeah, and absolutely. And, you know, guys, as I said, following Jason is a must. If you want to really uh, look at unconventional ways of marketing and running your business. So again, you can follow him on Twitter at I wear your shirt. You can subscribe to his newsletter on his website, jasondoesstuff.com. And you talked about your course on sponsorships. And I want, I wanted to ask you about that. But before talking about that, I want to actually ask you about a free course of yours, another free course that I just found out actually, maybe, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes before we, we started mm -hmm. this call. That is how to build an online course. And, I wanted to, I want to ask you about that for a specific reason. I'm sure that some of the people have been listening to you and I, and especially the last part of the conversation talking about your course, One Week to Profit. Some people may have gotten excited, not only for the course and its content itself, but for the course as a, as a platform, as a way to, you know, distribute and, and share their knowledge, establish themselves as authorities and, Having an online course can be a great way to build authority and position oneself as an expert. So I wanted to ask you if you have some tips for the listeners in terms of what they can think about when building an online course. And maybe if you can give us a short sneak peek on, on what we can expect from your free course. Yeah, the um, you know, I, I think online courses are are really interesting. You know, the education system, especially in the United States, but it may be this way around the world too, it's behind. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's five, 10, 15 years behind. And, you know, there's a lot of people who just don't want to go sit in a classroom and listen to someone talk about something. And I think that's why we've really seen the rise of of online learning. And, you know, the folks that like Linda.com, who just got purchased by LinkedIn for over a billion dollars, mm -hmm. um, but Skillshare, Udemy, you know, all these platforms that have been around for years, you know, th they saw this coming. And you know, one that I really love is Treehouse. They're oh, they're yeah. actually they were the front the front cover sponsor of my book. <laughs> so I'm a huge fan of of what they do. But yeah, I, I got into the online learning space mostly because I saw other people doing it, and I said, oh, this you know, this is something I haven't tried before, and I like trying things I haven't tried before. But also because 
if I get asked a lot of questions about something, to me that raises the flag of there's a business opportunity here. You know, if someone keeps asking me the same thing over and over again, then I could probably make a product and and sell it and give them value um, on teaching them what I have to offer, and then also mm-hmm. me value on the revenue side of it. And so, you know, with the the free online course, you know, I have a course platform that I built for my myself because I couldn't find one that I really liked, and most of the ones that I saw out there, with exception to Fedora.com or usefedora.com, um, they were all charging too much. Yeah. You know, it was like 50% cut on if someone signed up for your course or they charge by user. I mean, it was just a mess and I couldn't control the branding. And so mm-hmm. I, I basically sat down and I built out what I wanted a course to look like. I hired a developer to build it. And then one thing led to another. And now I have a course platform that I'm building um, that we have a couple thousand people using. And it's really fun to see, you know, people doing what I did, um, you know, teaching people a skill. So, yeah, this this free course, um, which I'm sure you'll link up in the show notes, people can also find it on uh, blog.teachery.co, which is where we um, we talk about, you know, all the behind the scenes of this teaching platform that we're building. But the, yeah, the course really walks people through, you know, what does it look like to build a course? It's not as hard as you think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if you can write an email, you can build a course, <laughs> especially with our platform. You know, we make it super easy. But yeah, I really think there's there's a big, you know, business opportunity for anybody in any walk of life to answer questions for people in the form of an online course and, you know, have a transaction of, of money for your experience because mm-hmm. it is valuable and you have, you know, gone through stuff that a lot of people would like to learn about in a shorter period of time. Um, yeah, so that, that online course is, is, is really simple and easy and free, like you said. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed making it because I enjoy creating things and I think more people should spend time creating stuff and, and our platform lets people do that in a really easy way. Man, Jason, I'm loving this conversation. And before we continue, let's take a second to thank today's sponsor. If you're looking for a web hosting service, my number one recommendation is Bluehost. For just $3.95 a month, you get a limited web hosting and a limited domain, which means that you can host as many websites as you want with just a single Bluehost account. You get 24-7 top-notch support and you can install all of your WordPress sites with just a couple of clicks. Go to 360entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost to sign up. And when you do, Bluehost gives you a $50 Facebook credit and $100 worth of Google AdWords. That's at 360entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost. Awesome. Thank you, Jason, for taking us a little bit behind the scenes of the course and your platform. You mentioned it is at teachery.co. So guys, make sure to go there and check it out. If you have been thinking about selling your course, you find the free course, how to build an online course, you find it at blog.teachery.co or again, simply in the show notes. And early on, you mentioned you another free course of yours. You really create amazing stuff that you give away for, for free or anyways that always provide ton and ton of value to people. And you have this course, how to get sponsorships for anything. And I'm sure that some of the people, as soon as I said the title of the course, they got excited because you really talk about how people can get money for their business, pretty much for, for anything, how they can get sponsors. So what can people expect when they sign up for how to get sponsorships for anything? 
Yeah, you know, sponsorships for me have been so big. I mean, I've I've had over two thousand sponsors over the course of my entrepreneurial career, which is a lot. And and I really, you know, I saw a, a couple trends as I was, you know, getting landing deals and as I was trying to get deals. And you know, my book Creativity for Sale has two hundred and four sponsors in it. And I realized that you know I built a page and I had a unique pricing structure and I had an offer to sponsor, but. It was a really hard sell. And I think sponsorships really take a lot of hands-on effort that, you know, some people aren't willing to put into it and some people are. And for those people who are willing to put in a little bit of effort, you know, the how to get sponsorships for anything free course really walks you through building a, a foundation for what you're trying to get sponsors for, which I call a mm-hmm. value proposition. Um, it shows you how to look at your existing network to use them to not just sell to, but to help you get some feedback on what you want sponsors for or to get introductions to people who might know potential sponsors. And then also how to do outreach, you know, how to do follow-up. You know, follow-up emails for me are probably the most important thing I do whenever I'm trying to sell anything because mm-hmm. we're all really busy. We all get a lot of email. We all get a lot of notifications. You have to follow up. And it's really funny on, but I get people who I'll follow up. They will pay me for something and then they will thank me for following up with them. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, you know, they basically just thanked me for reminding them to pay me money. Um, but, but that, you know, it just happens. We get busy. So, yeah, that course really is a, is a quick dive into it. And then I have the, the full, you know, kind of in-depth course that's 12 modules and over eight hours of content and basically mm-hmm. all my email templates and spreadsheets. But you're right. You know, I, I really try. I've learned a lot over the years in entrepreneurship to give a lot of value to people to build trust. And, and I really I, I like when people trust me. I like when people think that I'm an authentic person. Um, you know, I just changed around the front page of my website, jasondoesstuff.com, with a really honest message that, you know, I want people to sign up for my e- email newsletter. That's my goal when you come to my website. And, you know, I was hiding it behind some, you know, creative copy and, you know, other stuff that I'd seen other people do. And I was like, you know, that's not me. I- I'm the honest guy. I'm the guy who's just brutally honest. And if that resonates with you and you're like, you know what? Uh, yeah, I want to check out this guy's email list. I can unsubscribe anytime. It's free. Um, that's the stuff that I really like to do. So, um, yeah, all the free stuff that I put out into the world, you know, there's there's not like a sneaky sales pitch at the end or anything. Mm-hmm. It's pretty transparent that if you're signing up for something that's free, there's going to be an upsell in it. Um, you don't have to buy it, obviously. And, you know, I just hope that people really, you know, can learn from the things that I've been able to do over the years. Yeah. And, and it's great that you actually, you mentioned your, your homepage, because I remember I also thought about that, that it was cool, actually, that you really, you know, put the clear goal out there that you, you would like people to sign up for your newsletter and you tell them why and what they can expect. And guys, if you have had a good time with Jason and I, make sure to give Jason a shout out on Twitter. Once again, is at I wear your shirt. Make sure to give him a shout out, show him some love for everything he does, and don't forget to sign up for the free courses. And to wrap up this episode, I want to ask you about your podcast, the podcast that you co-host with Paul Jarvis, and you have the format where it's in, in season. So you have it two seasons now of Invisible Office Hours. And can you tell all of us, I mean, I know about it because I've, I've subscribed as soon as I found out about you because I was curious to, to learn more about, about what you do. But for, for people who are joining us, can you tell them more about the podcast and, and what they can expect in case they're, they, they gotten interested from this conversation and they would like to continue following you? 
Yeah, Invisible Office Hours is uh, is a co-hosted podcast. Like you said, um, we don't do interviews, although you know I, I enjoy listening to interview podcasts. But it's really just myself and my friend Paul Jarvis, who is an incredible designer and um, creator of stuff like I am. Um, that we just talk about the real life entrepreneurial stuff. Um, that's mm-hmm. the majority of our show. We, we went on a couple tangents this, this past season with vampires and zombies. Um, <laughs> and our, one of our last episodes was on death, which was really an interesting episode. You know, I didn't know where that was going to go. And, and that's kind of how we do every episode. You know, we, we sit down, we look at a couple topics that we have listed or that people ask us to talk about, and then we just start chatting about it and we have a real conversation. And I think that's what really makes invisible office hours unique is that it's not scripted. You're not going to find a similar format to every episode it's just it's a real show talking about real things that we go through mm-hmm. and and it kind of dives into some of the pain points of owning your own business and you know a lot of us do have invisible office hours you know yeah. we don't work nine to five we work eight to midnight and then you know some days we don't even go to sleep so yeah, we, we really like exploring different topics. Um, we like doing seasons as well because, you know, while it works great for some people to have, you know, I have another podcast that's weekly and, you know, it'll probably just continue to be weekly for for as long as we want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the seasons for Paul and I are great because we both are busy doing other things and it gives us, you know, three months, you know, 12 episodes where we really focus on the show. And, you know, this past season, we have a blog post that we have yet to write, but, you know, we sold this bundle that I mentioned earlier and, you know, we sold it in an interesting way. It had a lot of our products in it and it made us over $40,000 during the uh, time of, of the season of the season two of Invisible Office Hours. Mm-hmm. And so we made about 3000 bucks per episode that we were recording and not many people do that on a podcast, you know, it's even with sponsorships or with anything else. And, and we just, we kind of like doing those things so that we can share them with other people and go, Hey, you don't have to do things the way that everybody else does them. I mean, I'm the sponsorship guy. I, I totally appreciate a good sponsorship, but you know, I think that there are other ways that you can monetize. And this is what you and I chatted about with the one week to profit and repackaging. Uh, you know, this stuff kind of comes full circle because I use it. You know, I, I do all of these things constantly. Uh, but yeah, we, we love doing the show. Invisible Officers will be back for a third season sometime this fall when we um, when Paul and I are ready to do that. And you know, we encourage people to go to invisibleofficehours.com and sign up for our little launch newsletter to let you know when it's up again. But yeah, I really appreciate the kind word on that. Sure. No, it's my pleasure. And Jason, to wrap up this episode, I wanted to ask you for one final tip. So if, if there are people who have been listening to you and I, and they really would like to take action to grow their business in an unconventional way, using unconventional marketing, what final tip would you have for them? Yeah, I think the thing that really resonates with me right now is just being willing to make the ask. And so, you know, my little motto that I go by is you don't get what you don't ask for. Mm -hmm. And whether that's a sponsorship, whether that's asking someone to buy your product, whether that's asking people for feedback on something that you want to be your passion or your niche, um, you, you have to make the ask. You know, you have to be willing to want the thing more than you're afraid to ask for it. And, you know, that holds true for me on every idea that I have because I am really passionate about it and I am really excited about it. So I am willing to ask people, hey, buy my stuff, you know, buy this thing or read this article or, or do whatever um, because I really believe in those things that I'm putting out there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, be willing to make the ask and don't be afraid of people saying no because that's going to happen no matter what. And put yourself out there a little bit, especially if you want to do something different or unconventional. You know, it, it's going to be weird for people who, <laughs> you know, see something new. But if you're really excited about what you're working on, then don't be afraid to to ask people to check it out and to buy it. Awesome. Jason, thank you so very much for being here with us and telling us more about all the, the great things you do and the 
creative and unconventional ways you run your business. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right, everybody, we are back. Jason, I've ran out of compliments. What can I say? Thank you so much for being here, simply rocking this episode and for everything you do. Guys, during our conversation, we mentioned a few of Jason's courses. As I said at the beginning, you find the show notes with the links to the courses, the book, everything else we have discussed at 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 29. You find there the course on how to create online courses, the course on sponsorships, the course One Week to Profit. And today, Jason has launched a new course. Guys, it's so exciting because Jason does so many great things. He's so active and he launches constantly. So today he has launched the course How to Get Sponsorships for Podcasts. So if you have a podcast, you definitely should go over to the show notes page. you find the link there of this course. You can sign up for the pre-launch discounted price and you have time to do so until June 1st. So make sure to go to 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 29 and sign up for Jason's course on how to get sponsorships for podcasts at an incredibly low discounted price. If you don't have a podcast yet, you've been maybe thinking about starting a podcast, listen to episode 27 with John Lee Dumas, where we talked about how to launch a podcast that inspires people. So if you have been thinking whether podcasting is for you or not, whether you should give it a try, go to 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 27. And to wrap up this episode, I want to give you a tip. I'm whispering because I want you to be the first to know about this. I'm cooking something also because of Jason, of inspired by the great things Jason does. I'm cooking something as well, something cool, and you're going to get to learn more about it very, very soon. So make sure to stick around. You can follow me on Twitter at Yannick underscore Ilunga. I tweet often. You can connect with me there. Or you can simply come back and listen to the next episodes. You can sign up on iTunes at 360entrepreneur.net slash iTunes, or in case you have an Android device, you can go to 360entrepreneur.net slash Stitcher. You can sign up whatever you prefer so that you get all the new and old episodes as well, and you're going to get learn on the mysterious project I'm working on. Jan here from 360entrepreneur.net. Thank you so much for taking time off your day and joining Jason and I. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Take care. Thank you for listening to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. For more tips and tools, head over to www.360entrepreneur.net.